The Urbanist is brought to you in association with the Department of Culture and Tourism, Abu Dhabi. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is a beacon of hope and inspiration. A catalyst to spark growth and collaboration with museums and experiences, where art and science and nature and technology coexist. The belief of Abu Dhabi that culture is the backbone of our society. Stay tuned for a special episode of the show, in which you can hear His Excellency Mohammed Khalifa Al-Mubarak explain exactly why and how Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is the perfect place to collaborate, create, and innovate. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi, proud partner of The Urbanist on Monocle Radio. Hello, I'm Andrew Tuck, and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. Trading in Portugal's second city for over a century, the much-loved Mercado de Bulhau has long been an integral part of urban life in the city. And although the impressive ironwork and stone facade draws in design enthusiasts, it's the colourful collection of merchants who've run the same stalls for decades that make the space so memorable. Monocle's Ivan Cavallo took a look at the legacy of this Porto landmark that continues to bring locals together. Porto's Bullion Market has long been a hub of activity. Already in 1837, officials drew up plans for a market square and structure at the intersection of Rua de Fernandes Tomás and Sabandeira for the city on the Douro River. The name Bullion, which means bubble in Portuguese, comes from a local stream where water once pooled in the streets after heavy rains. In 1914, the site was upgraded with a design by Antonio Correa da Silva who created a neoclassical marvel in homage to the beau art style in France. The plan called for pitched iron roofs, sweeping stone staircases, and rounded domes atop the south facade. The result was an impressive work of architecture that locals quickly learned to love, given that for decades it would serve as the main supplier of food for residents. Yet the main draw of this open-air market isn't so much its architecture as it is its tenants, Today, there are 80 stalls hosting fishmongers, butchers, and fruit and veg vendors, next to stands selling flowers, baked goods, and wine. Here, one can grab an espresso or sandwich on the go. And unlike today's supermarkets, the atmosphere is never dreary or claustrophobic. Shoppers wander the aisles and chat with vendors, many with businesses here for three generations or more, and who can explain in intimate detail the products they sell. At Salsicheria Luisa, one finds chorizo, cured ham, and homemade tripe sausages prepared with fresh herbs. Nearby, there is Sara Arujo, who rises early each day to visit fishermen in nearby Matosinos to collect freshly caught sardines and squid. Today's market is less cramped than it was 30 years ago, when another wing of the building was open for business. The space now is decidedly modern on the ground floor, with roomier aisles to let baby strollers and the elderly pass without having to make room for deliveries from suppliers. A new covering to protect from the sun and rain was installed at the open-air market as part of a methodical renovation that took four years to complete. While Porto residents may have more options today for grocery shopping, 
Bouillon retains a certain charm. It creates a welcoming space where people can socialize while they run errands. A century on, this open-air market remains a vital piece of the city's social fabric. You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was written by Ivan Cavallo and also produced and edited by David Stevens. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye, and thank you for listening, city lovers. <laughs>